0: Amen. Good evening, y'all. Yeah, it was a lot today. It's busy. Yeah. I was all over the place at work. And then when I get home, I get ready to pull my tablet out. So I can go read through and I reach in my bag and just look at the pizza. Oh no. She's like, What? I just pause for minute. She's like, You left your tablet at work? It's like, Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about it, I was like, hey, well, let me go ahead and text Pastor Nancy, so, you know, just take it. Yeah, as We was riding down the road. Peter said the same thing. He said, well, you know how you do anyway. You don't use them sticky notes. <laughs> 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 she was like, so she prayed for me for all the recall. Right. You know, so she prayed for it to come back to me so that I, I will be able to remember it. So I'm going to push on. <laughs> but what Pastor was talking about in the church of Pergamum, it kind of fits right in. So it's not, it's not even going to be an odd thing. No, you, no, it was perfect. It's great. Because of um, where we're trying to get to and because of the enemy and how hard he wants to work to destroy that, we do have to stay in line. That means we're going to have to receive correction. Because we got to be steered on the right path. Um, God does give it. A lot of times when he gives it, it's, it's kind of harsh. But he put a system in place, and he put people in this earth so that we could do it to each other. Because, um, as you know, in his, his correction in the Old Testament, you swallow up half of nations. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, thank you, Jesus, for real. <laughs> we're doing all that one. Um, but Al, we gonna go at it. The favorite scripture of the house. <laughs> the Proverbs twelve one is twelve one. Is that what it <laughs> Proverbs chapter twelve at
1: verse one. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction.
0: Cool. That says, uh, that really says it all. But that is a hard thing if you're not um, after truth. If you're if you're not after truth, you don't wanna be corrected. Because everything that you wanna hear, you want it to affirm or give credit to what your predetermined to your plan or mission for your life is. So we're gonna jump right in and I'll let you know. <clears throat> what I really wanna start with is our brotherly love. Cause I do believe that we're in a season where we're getting ready to rapidly grow here at the ministry. Um, the pastor has some things that he really wants to do. And for us to really be effective and not cause any harm as this word goes out from us and as we go out, we have to make sure that we are willing to receive that scripture. So, I want you go to Proverbs 27 17. And this is all a familiar scripture to everybody. But when you hear it, I want you to, want you to think to yourself what it, uh, what it means to you and how you've used it in the past. Most of us have been in church some time, and we've even heard it or used it ourselves. Go ahead.
1: Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Go ahead and read the Amplified. In the Amplified Bible, Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of
0: his friend to show rage or worthy purpose. All right, now, the first one, when you used it, what did you think? When you say iron sharpens, we've always used that in a friendship way. You know what I'm saying? We've taught some good word, man. Iron sharpens iron. You know? And we we also use it in conjunction with, uh, you know, like precious faith, people of like precious faith. But if you read that Amplified version, that last parenthesis down there, to show rage or worthy purpose.
2: Oh,
0: boy. So, like Pastor said, people just move in and use the word and we just take it for face value. And their whole purpose is to get us off track. So, if you just think about it on a, just naturally, how would you sharpen the iron? Yeah, think about sword making. You want to make a sword with you? Right. You got to get it, you know, you got to get it out of the ground. Then you got to, like I said, you got to forge it. You got to go through everything. One of the things you do is once you get the piece you want, you got to heat it. You got to throw it in the fire. Then <laughs> after you throw it in the fire and fire soften it up a little bit, you have to take something harder than it, and you got to beat it. And then you got to take it back into the fire then you pull it out again, then you got to beat it again. So that whole purification process is not only, is making it rigid, it's strengthening it, and it's shaping it. Because in the end, that tool, whatever it is you're making, it has a specific purpose. Um, so, even after you you know, even after you have it fired out, and banged out and everything, you gotta sharpen it. Cause let's say we're talking about a sword. We're talking about the word. He said it's a two-edged sword. So if you wanna sharpen iron, there's a grinding process. So you gotta chip away. You gotta chip away, you gotta refine that surface so that it will cut like it's supposed to. I don't know if anybody been you know, cutting in your house, you're preparing food, but you slice and your knife not sharp, you hit your finger, Yeah, you know, that's one cut. But you felt that thing right away because it's a little dull. It, had some, it was a little prickly on the end. It had some jagged edges. But if that knife, is, that knife is clean and you hit your finger, you step back, you look at it, you go, did I just hit? You can't even really find the cut right away because it was so sharp. You know? So... It's really the the term iron shopping iron is really a confrontation amongst friends. It's really a confrontation. (laughs) And I I tell you And and Right. (laughs) So We have to, especially in this season where we're going, we have to be our brother's keeper. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be our brother's keeper. We have to be our brother's keeper sooner and with more intensity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Y'all be patient with me because I'm, like I said, I had, it, I had it all out. But I knew it right. I did, all I could do is I could recall the scriptures after I look back through them. the rest of it just got to come to me as he gives it to me to go. So Old Testament, Jesus concealed. New Testament, Jesus revealed. So in the Old Testament, the friend that gave the correction, and you have to look at them differently, um, because we know as, the, as Christ, we're the body of Christ. So we're supposed to function as one unit. So in the Old Testament, when they would place a prophet or a leader, it was over a unit of people. And when God talked to that leader or prophet, he talked to that leader or prophet. And the word was for that unit of people. Because he was trying to get them to function as one. You had the law in the Old Testament or the Torah called the teaching that they strictly followed to. And that was God's way of getting them into a righteous place so that he could continue to bless. Because they had not had Jesus yet. So everything that they were doing, there was a payment involved, which we know that the wages of sin is death. But to keep them, and so he was able to do for them, he had to give them certain statutes to follow. Um, that way, if they were in line with what he said, then I can give you these things. Much like we were all children to a parent. Parents had a way they wanted you to just do something in the house. If you didn't, there was punishment. If you did, you could get whatever it was that you wanted, or they just simply blessed you and you never asked for it. So let's fast forward and jump on into the New Testament. And everybody... Every person, every man on this earth has to go through some type of correction. Um, you just can't afford it because you've got to stay on a path that God has laid out for you. And if you're not focusing and walking towards that path, then somebody or something has to come along to keep you on the right path. So even Jesus himself had to take correction from the Father. And one of them, which I would say the most pertinent one, was Jesus in the, off praying to let this cup pass him by. And you know, in, in scripture, it doesn't say that God answered him in that request. As we all know through body language or elsewhere, a non-answer is an answer. So at the end of that request, and no answer from God, what does he say? Nevertheless, he took his correction. He didn't get angry. He didn't go get up and go find his own way. He accepted what it was that he had to do, and he carried on. And that consequently, the the faster, even with us, that you receive the correction and you fix yourself, the sooner you can get back moving and the faster you can get to your destination. So I'm going to pick up the pace here a little bit. Al, can you go to Matthew, chapter 18? Start at verse 15 and read 17.
1: Matthew, chapter
0: 18,
1: and verse 15. If... Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man
0: and a publican. So, that's if you go all the way to the last part, of it, that's a very stubborn man. First, he had his brethren come to him one on one trying to protect you. I'm not going to let everybody see or hear what you're doing. But you didn't listen that time. So then I brought two or three other friends, still protecting, because everybody still doesn't know what you're doing. But you're not listening to them either. So now they're out. The ousting has to happen. Which is definitely not a fun thing. But it just, I think this script right here speaks to The embarrassment and the shame and the pain that you could avoid if you would just simply trust that your friend is your friend. going so Let's go ahead and jump into jump to Galatians 6.
1: Verse <laughs> 1. Galatians chapter 6 at verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, Restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest
0: thou also be tempted. Yes. So there's your the sweetness. Because I know we always say, we've got to be careful how we talk to each other. That's why I'm going to be careful how I talk to you. So that whatever calamity or sin that you might be in, if I don't handle you correctly, basically nowadays is, after I've gone to you and I've talked to you about it, I shouldn't go to anybody else and start gossiping, Because that definitely, that definitely will cause some issues and what it causes, it causes for you to puff yourself up too. Because it puts you in a position now that you look lesser, you look down on the person or your friend that you were trying to help. Um. And if you think too much of yourself, then you're definitely on your way to a fall as well. So uh, let's jump. We got, I got two more scriptures, and then the, the meat of it is coming. <laughs> so we're going to uh, Acts, Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 6. I just had to get some, some scripture in there to really set everything up to really get your minds thinking in the right place.
1: Acts chapter 9, verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord. And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks." And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall
0: be told thee what thou must do. Y'all know whose beginning story that was? Paul's. So he had to take correction, but he took correction from the man himself. That was Jesus that came to correct him. And Jesus is a friend to us all, correct? But what's interesting, what I want you to notice about that is, immediately, everything about Paul changed. Everything about him changed. Because first he was on his way to kill Christians. So we talk about a countenance. You know, most people know the countenance is how your face looks. How your face looks is what you're really saying. You can't lie past how your face looks.
1: That is a whole
0: truth. You can give me a smile, but your eyes are going to show me you not smiling.
1: <laughs> Every time. You just said a thing right there. Yeah. Every time.
0: Right. So on his way to persecute Christ because he is in all of his children his contact happens and immediately he knows who it is and immediately he asks what will you have me to do and immediately Jesus gives him a directive and a direction and he starts on that journey we all know he went and he met the man and he met another man and the scales fall off and then he immediately started preaching he got filled with the Holy Ghost and everything right away, a man who was killing him, straight away gets converted and filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, to the iron shop, it's iron part. We're going go down to Galatians, chapter 2, verse 11. And this is where Paul is right into the Galatians. And a little thing about the Galatians, they were kind of like the church of Pergamum. They had some things going on. And some people that were coming in, and he called them in one of the, one of the translations that says a so called Christian, were coming into the church and were undermining Paul's teachings. Because Paul, in his true conversion and being filled with the Holy Spirit and truth, he realizes and he receives that Jesus is the way now, not all the legalism that they were doing. If you receive Christ and you allow his love in you through his Spirit, then you won't have to really worry about the commandments because you won't break them. Because you will not be living your life as your own. You'll be living your life for the purpose of God because he calls us tools in, in his hand. So you can go ahead and read with the Galatians. Galatians chapter 2
1: and verse
0: 11.
1: But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. Keep on going. I'll tell you when to stop. For before that, certain came from James. He did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. You can stop right there.
0: So Peter coming in into Antioch, and Paul had to tell him, what you're doing you're keeping division in the church. And you're doing it because you're afraid or trying to keep up a face of the, who you are, I guess, the hierarchy and the money to the church or the other priests that were in there. And Paul's preachings were to the Gentiles. That was his mission, was to go to the Gentiles. And Peter and one said the gospel is for the Jew first. But he was still preaching to the Gentiles, but he was keeping them separate. And at that time, they were trying to take all of the Gentiles. If you received them, make them do all of these things. One of them you had to be circumcised. You were a man, and you have to make sure you're observing this and observing that. You had to eat this and eat that. So Paul really had to come to him and say, "Hey, that's not the true gospel. Because the true gospel is about love, and the true gospel is about being saved. So ritualistically, it's not by works anymore. It's by faith." And this is what, what they call the so-called Christians, but the, 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 the other priests, but then the people in government, because they were all involved in the church as well, were undermining him and basically trying to keep the people deceived, because them themselves, they were not true converts. They weren't even followers of God, nonetheless, because they were using that word. You know, for gain, personal gain. But my point being, if Paul hadn't had the gumption, and he was new to his walk at this point, as I believe they say Galatians was one of the first letters he wrote, because it's one of the first places he evangelized when he started his missions. And he was not afraid to go to someone who was of the original apostle or the original disciples, because that's what they were coming down on Paul about, was that you were not of the original apostles. So why should we listen to you, and who are you? Because you were just one that was trying to kill us, you know, before, and now you come in and tell us that what we're doing isn't fulfilling. So I bring that back to us. We know that, I hope we believe, that this church, this ministry has a very, very powerful ministry, and will be, and should be, a very instrumental part in this world, really. Um, and just like the Church of Pergamum, as I say in Revelation, just like in Galatians and, and Antioch, we're placed in the midst of sin. It's our job to affect that sin, to eradicate it no matter where we go. But one thing we cannot do is really illegitimize this word by our actions. Um, so one of the things and the reason that this teaching is coming out, I hope you see it, is because a lot of things, a lot of times in church, most of the time really, the main problem in church is offense. It's offense. That's the main Main issue. Somebody, we're doing something. We could be genuine at it, or we could be really at the, the ill intent of what we're doing. But when we're confronted, we often have the wrong reaction. We often have the wrong reaction. And what I, what I really got out of it and listening to it was, you know, Peter eventually adjusted. He had to come to him again because he was splitting the church. He had. To Jews on one side, the Gentiles on the other. But this was who Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. But Peter had to be corrected so that he wouldn't destroy the work that Christ was trying to do. Um, So I think, you know, as the Gentiles, since Paul was sent to the Gentiles, I almost say, you know, we should really model ourselves after that in this time. You know, that we really go hard. The Holy Spirit, he knew that he would be in shipwrecks, perils, put in jail. There was nothing that he was not (laughs) willing to go through for the gospel. (laughs) And just, I had more. (laughs) I was going to go a little bit more into the the times and Antioch and where he come from. How, what he had to fight and battle through. But really it's just, I see where the ministry is going, where the pastor wants to take the ministry. And we have to be cohesive as a unit. We have to be willing to hear each other out, even ask you know, questions of something that we don't know. But definitely, if you're not going in the right direction, or if you seem to be slipping or stumbling or falling off, I'm going to come to you. Yeah. I'm going to come to you. As I, as I should, and just on a, like on a personal note, I know <laughs> pastor, the title elder, which I, uh, I accept is because people always want to figure out what is an elder other than being, you know, somebody wise in the church or a man of older age. Well, basically, to sum it all up, an uh, elder is pastor.
2: Oh, ah! yeah. oh, oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: like, he is pastor. So in the order of it, like you, you see Minister B, he's a young pastor. He's coming up. Pastor's training him. Pa- he is pastor's second in command. But in the grand scheme of things, I am pastor. So when you, when you don't see him, you see me. Be still the second in command. But what I do and what I echo should be directly of what he does and what he echoes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> you. Know what? Y'all are a mess. Y'all are a mess. Y'all are a mess. So <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, oh <laughs> <Y'all clown>. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know, right, I know, right. So I mean what I what I want y'all to really I know right, they're They're gone any past, they're <laughs> What I really want y'all to take from it is that there are there are some different times coming here at Walker Ministry. Um, there will be it'll be fun, it'll be rewarding. Um, we will all be blessed by it greatly. The people that we come across and we affect, they will be blessed by it greatly. But as, if you listen to the messages, and especially really just all of them as they go, um, especially here coming soon, there is a, a shift, and there's also a momentum change.
2: Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's enough. So it's just we have to be better keepers of our brother. Yeah um, <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. yeah, that's that's really all all of what it is. Because I, I really see um, Pastor's got some big things on his heart that he wants to do and some places that he wants to take the ministry. But I can hear in the messages. God's cry for how He wants us to be, for the state that He needs us to be in. Um, so let's be our brother's keeper. Let's not be afraid to, you know, immediately when you see it, you know, just pull somebody aside and address it. Like, hey, you know, I don't know about that that you just did. You know? Yeah, let's go. Let's go talk about this thing some more. So. But yeah. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I wish I was that cool. Hey, Amen. Woo. Oh, man. Y'all have a seat, man. I I, I just wish I was that cool as the elder, man. I'm telling you. I'm too excitable like that. I mean, I, Eric, I don't know, man. Man. I guess that, that saying, you know, of lesser demand, you should be studying. <laughs> excellent, excellent teaching, Elder. You, you didn't leave that notepad there. That was by design. <laughs> I, I told him we we're gonna pull him out of obscurity, didn't we? He got too much he's carrying inside of him in his heart. I love when he teaches. He teaches with his heart, which is beautiful. You can receive the love that he has in him. It's, it's, it's so warming. And um, I mean, he just has that nurturing kind of you know, fatherly love, which is beautiful. Um, like he's talking to his children. I just love it. Come on to me. Right. Wow. This has just been an excellent teaching. I'm glad y'all came out. And I'm glad we have this forum where the ministers can grow and develop um, their skill set. And um, who's next? All right, Minister is next. And um, this is just wonderful right here, man. But I'm not going to be satisfied to everyone Cynthia, everybody, Rita, I mean, everybody. This is a teaching ministry, so um, we develop, you know, teachers, and we all ought to be apt to teach. I mean, um, if you're learning, you can teach. Right. Yeah? I know you don't see it like, ah, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Is this too much? Sure you can. Study to show yourself approved. Rightly dividing the word of truth, right? A workman need not be ashamed. All right. So, um... And if you really develop a love and a caring for the lost, you will you will want to minister to them, you know. Um, and you would want to draw them in. So we y'all, everyone who's come up has done an excellent, extraordinary job in their exegesis of the scripture and teaching. And I think it's good that y'all encourage encourage them. Amen. Um, minister Star taught last week. I think she about about. A, she probably had 2K hits now, <laughs> and uh, go back and and listen to the what you're being taught. Okay, alright, um, oh, the baby's on the day. All right.